name is Martha. And this is Colby on Martha and Colby Grow Up. A podcast where we talk about the things that made us who we are and where we're going in the future. Because every week we're finding a new way that we're growing up. Hey, I'm Martha. And this is Colby on Martha and Colby Grow Up. A podcast where 20-somethings navigate life apart together. Welcome back to April. By the time you're listening to this, it's going to be week six or seven of quarantine. We hope you are doing well. I ended a phone call the other day and I was like, happy quarantine. And like, they just like busted out laughing. I was like, well, no, I'm being serious, but okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, happy quarantine. (laughs) I didn't know how exactly to end the call. A, a happy way to, <laughs> to be living I guess I could have like, bye, but I don't know. I needed uh, I needed it something else. <laughs> There's a question of a week. Is that what you wanted to do next? Yeah, I know, but like my voice is like, I have to like clear my throat a lot for some reason. Let me clear my throat. It's a song. Let's get into the question of the week. Our question this week is, what is your favorite office of government? So by that, we mean, or like department, I guess. So like Department of Justice, the post office, the DNR, the something, something, something. What's like your favorite national list of like, pick one. What's your favorite? You go first. Well, now I got to look up um, offices because <laughs> I... The cliche answer, I guess, is to say the post office. Oh, Postmaster General. Postmaster General is a wonderful title. (laughs) According to USA.gov, the list of federal agencies, there is the, well, there's the Army. Um, There is also the Amtrak. This is just the A's. Um, We have the Bureau of Reclamation, which I don't know what it is. Rural Housing Services. I thought you were saying, like, the cabinet, like, attorney general, secretary of the interior. You can just pick whatever you want. (laughs) Well, honestly, I'm not sure what the difference between the secretary of the interior and the secretary of energy is. I figure they have very similar jobs. The secretary of the interior sounds like a very intense person, and really, they're just, like, walking around parks all the time. (laughs) And that makes me happy. Yeah, so... I guess if I had to, like, there's a bunch of national ones. So I guess if I had to pick one, I'd probably have to say the National Park Service. They uh, keep our parks beautiful. And it just reminds me of the show Parks and Rec. So that's probably my favorite branch or office or agency of the department of the government. You can find me on Instagram at Real Martha Riley. Our alternative episode this week was just going to be ranking all the branches of government um, at our offices. So I'm glad we didn't do that. And now that I'm looking at all the list of agencies. <laughs> also, let me just say, I have no idea who the Secretary of the Interior is, but it sounds like a position I'd want. Yeah, Colby, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. This week, we are talking about food, and this is Colby's idea, so I'm going to let Tim take it away. Well, we are both different degrees of picky eaters, but like, I think most people, uh, against most people's standards, we are picky eaters. I would say so, too. And 
I don't know. I just want to talk about our relationships with foods, how we are learning to like foods, how we have grown with foods. I thought it would be a interesting thing for us to talk about. Also, I was very hungry when I was thinking <laughs> about what we should do for this episode. So here we are. We're talking about food. Martha, you are a much pickier eater than I am, I would say. I would agree. I feel like all picky eaters have like disclaimers to how they eat. <laughs> And yours is the most extensive that I've, <laughs> that I've met, um, including your thing about plain meats, which I still can't figure out what that means. Uh, we'll get into the plain meat theory in a little bit, but I guess my brand of picky eater, like I do, I do like vegetables, I do like fruit, but what I have a hard time with is, and this is like in the most broad way to say it possible, is like flavor. Um, so when you start mixing all these things together or like when you start adding a bunch of spices, like it just becomes too much for me. It's not that I don't like Indian food or whatever, cause I definitely have had Indian food and other really flavorful things. That's just the one that, you know, popped up into my head. But I was at like a lunch with my old team at my old job a while ago and it was horrible. Like it was so flavorful. And I was like, I can only eat the non bread because like all of this is too much for me. Um, and I think that's just because we never, you know, we're from northern Minnesota. And it's kind of like the joke, like we're just, uh, you know, very plain. We don't really like flavor. This is a woman who told me that black pepper was too spicy one time. <laughs> it is. I, I made a recipe tonight with chili powder. And my friend, when she was giving me the recipe, she's like, for you, only a dash. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, that uh, makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, there are food. Like, another thing I struggle with is saying that I, I don't like something, but chances are I've never had it. Um, and I get called out on that a lot. Oh, I do that all the time. But it, it's hard because, like, oh, I don't like avocado. Well, I've never really had avocado, but I know things that are like avocado that I don't like. So therefore, I just extrapolate and I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I guess is my methodology. But usually when I go out to eat, there's something I can find. Occasionally, I'll have to add like, <laughs> this is a funny story, but I was at a fancy restaurant for a friend's birthday. This is probably two-ish years ago now, two or three, and I, I wanted the gnocchi. And I was like, hey, can you leave the mushrooms off? Or it was like mushrooms and something else. And then they were like, no, that's going to compromise the integrity of the dish. We can't leave that off. And I was like, it's okay. Like, I just want to eat it plain. That's fine. And then they're like, no, you have to order something else. So I had to order duck tacos, which ended up being good. But oh, I love duck tacos. Oh, but going. when it's a meat, see, that was the first time I'd ever had duck. And I was like, well, this could be really bad. Normally in tacos, I like to stick to like one of three meats, you know, chicken, beef and turkey. So I don't know. Sometimes, like, some of the fancier stuff gets to me. Turkey is not what I thought the third meat was going to be in that series. <laughs> what did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be beef, chicken, or pork. Oh, yeah, pork's probably fine, too. I don't I don't eat pork a lot, not because I don't like it. It's just something that I don't really have around, I guess, if that makes sense. Oh, we got a lot of pigs down here. <laughs> we have in it, like, honestly, like, North Carolina is one of, like, the biggest, like, hog, pork states in the country. So I wear barbecue state anyway. Keep going. Um, I think that's it. But for like picky eaters, I think there are some like weird exceptions. So 
before we started broadcasting, I was like, I don't like tomatoes. And, but I do like tomato sauce and I do like marinara. So I think there are some foods that I will eat in a certain form, but I won't eat them in another form. I'm trying to think of more examples. Like, no, I'm super weird about tomatoes. Like, whole tomatoes, no. Sliced tomatoes, no. Ketchup, yes. Tomato sauce depends on how chunky the sauce is. Yeah, the chunkiness of the sauce is big. Marinara, sometimes. Pico de gallo, I'll do it. I don't know. Salsa, I'll eat it. I just, I, can't, I really can't tell you how it works in my head, but it's, uh, it's weird. I know, like, I wonder what in our bodies determine, or our brains, like, determines what we like to eat, because it's frustrating. Like, I really wish I wasn't such a picky eater, because when I, you know, I don't like burgers. Like, that's something weird that I don't like. Um, and I, the thing is, is when I mention that I'm a picky eater, and I'll be like, oh, like, I don't really like that. I'll, I'll normally get the response of someone that's like, oh, I don't really like that either. That's okay. But what makes me a picky eater is that I don't like a lot of things. Like, some people might just not like that one thing and, and you know, that's it. But like, I am very plain. I like to keep my diet very plain. Um, and it's not because, like... I don't know. It's it's also complicated to cook really complicated meals sometimes, and I would rather just have a grilled cheese and tomato soup. And that's, uh, I don't know. I can't really tell you why. This is how I've always been. <laughs> so tell me about plain... I tried to explain oh, plain yes. meats to me again. Okay. Because so... I thought I understood what it meant, and I clearly did not. <laughs> um. So there are exceptions to the plain meat rule. But basically, plain meat is just, you know, anything that's... How do I describe this? Now I can't even think of it. Um, Okay, so, like, take a burger, for example. It's just literally, like, a slab of beef, and that's, like, plain to me. I wouldn't just eat a plain slab of beef. I wouldn't just eat, you know, like, a plain slab of a duck or, like, lamb or something. It has to be either in something... Or it has to be chicken, because <laughs> I'll eat plain chicken. Okay, okay, okay. So you don't like just plain meat. So you don't like, like, a pork chop. Yeah. Or a steak. No, I do like steak, because steaks can be seasoned. Um, Something, like, I maybe I just don't like burgers. Like, maybe that's the whole plain meat thing. I just think, or like, oh, I don't like hot dogs, I don't like bratwurst, I don't like sausages, because I think those sort of fall under the plain meat things. Like, just like big tubes of meat that are like, you know, either ground or like crushed up and you don't really know what's in them. That really grosses me out. Like, I can't believe that anyone finds a hot dog appetizing. I truly cannot. That is like literally disgusting. But people do. So I don't know. It's probably just me. So you don't like ground meats. Yeah, but I do like tacos. See, there's rules to my plain meat. <laughs> but you like, like, old El Paso tacos. <laughs> yeah, like gringo tacos, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think ground beef or, like, ground plain meat is super gross. Like, I'm just, like, meatballs, meatloaf, anything that's sort of in a weird container. But, you know, a steak is fine. But, like, the way you're describing it, it just sounds like you had, like, poorly seasoned meat <laughs> that's probably true but that ruined it for me and now i can't have other meat i don't know 
I'm not a vegetarian either. Like, I do eat meat. It's just that, like, God, my friend made me try a sausage, and I was like, this is fucking disgusting. Like, I was grossed out, and I couldn't eat it, so. I love sausages. We're going to have sausages tomorrow, I think. Oh, that's good. But, so for me, I largely do not like vegetables. Okay. Like, at all. Interesting. Like, whenever I, like, post pictures on my Instagram, like, on my story... That is me playing the hits. Like, I <laughs> I have, like, a couple vegetables that I stick to, and I eat those, and I literally don't eat any other ones. I don't know. I just, they don't taste good to me. Like, I've tried seasoning them differently, preparing them differently. I don't know. I just can't do it with a lot of them. So what I've started doing is whenever, even the vegetables I don't like, I don't love, so when I get, like, a meal, I eat all my vegetables first just to get them out the way. Like, I scarf them down and then I eat the rest of my food. I actually do like vegetables, um, but I just don't eat them a lot. Like, I I think, like, I think I'm just lazy and I think that's what contributes to my picky eaterness because I could make a great steak dinner with mashed potatoes and asparagus or green beans or something and but it just, like, that takes too long when I could just make a sandwich, you know? So, I'm lazy. We knew that. <laughs> well, let's let's transition into cooking, then, since that's where this conversation is going. Do you like cooking? I like when I can do it well. I think that's... I, I Like, I like when I know that it's going to turn out good, because I think... I think sometimes for me, if I, like, okay, I used to do those HelloFresh boxes, and sometimes the recipes were hit or miss, and I don't think I like those because, A, it was usually just me cooking, and I think cooking by yourself is absolutely different than cooking with someone else. I would way prefer to have someone else to cook with. Um, except for my ex-boyfriend who did not like me in the kitchen whatsoever. So that was nice. I mean, he just made me the food, but so say I was going to make, uh, my friend made like a Brussels sprout dish with pesto, uh, sauce and chicken. And I was like, oh, that looks really good. But I don't know if that would turn out well for me. So I would just like rather make something I know how to make, like my mom's chicken noodle soup, I guess. I don't know. I feel that. Or I understand that. I see where you're coming from. Wow, that is... Sorry, I was just thinking about the grammar of African-American vernacular English. How I feel that is different from I see where you're coming from. That is a wild grammar rabbit hole I went through in a matter of 15 seconds. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, about cooking. I like cooking. I like cooking with my partner. We are very good in the kitchen together. Uh, We very much have our stuff down. Like, she knows what she's good at. I know what I'm good at. We could probably both do what each other is good at. But it just goes quicker if we do it together that way. What are you good at in the kitchen? Um, I'm good at butchering meats (laughs) and cooking them. I don't mind grease popping. So I am fine with that part of cooking. Oh, no, I hate that. I See, like, there's a lot of parts I just don't like. Like, a lot of the prep, you have to chop everything, and you have to, like, measure it out. And I just think that takes so long because I'm not fast at it. But 
This is like kind of frustrating me. <laughs> so like I don't when I'm cooking, not baking, when I'm cooking, I don't measure a whole bunch. Hmm. I just kind of go with what what feels right. But I have been I'm I mean, listen, I am 23 years old. I don't know why I checked the date to see how old I was, but <laughs> 23 years old. I feel like at this point I don't need to measure unless it's like a super specific like rub or marinade that all season but i don't know if i'm just like cooking like a chicken thigh on the stove like i'll just throw stuff on it that i think will taste good (laughs) go from there do you prefer chicken breasts or chicken thighs uh it depends on what i'm making the thing of chicken breasts are very hard to cook it's a difficult cut of meat because they're so thick yeah that to get it to taste good without tasting tough you have to really go low and slow which for those of you who don't cook and are not around barbecue a lot <laughs> low and slow is just a low temperature for a long amount of time and i don't normally have the patience for that unless you like cut it up which is what we did with chunks of um chicken breast today to cook um so chicken thighs are a lot easier and end up being juicier and i appreciate that i think it's i don't like dark meat i think that's why i don't like chicken thighs but i get it logically i think there's a difference (laughs) yeah there's a difference i mean my favorite cut is wings because you get like the you get both i don't want to say that breasts are like higher quality it's just a different quality of meat which I yeah. like when it's cooked well, but it's just hard to cook well. But you can cook it easier when you have wings. I love wings. God, when's the last time I had chicken wings? I don't know. I used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings in college. Oh, those are bad wings. <laughs> well, that's probably true. B-dubs is bad. I can't stand B-dubs. <laughs> I don't know. It was like just... a thing. I don't know. It was a thing with my friend group in high school that we all went to B-dubs. And it was like, I didn't get it, but... UNC basketball had a promotion where if we hit six threes in a game, then there were buy one, get one boneless wings from B-dubs. And, I mean, we were pretty good, so we got it every game. I remember when Carolina basketball was good. That was a fun time. So we'd go, and their boneless wings were just straight-up trash. And I am mad at them because they give a bad name to boneless wings. There are good boneless wings. You have to seek them out. Back to cooking. Is there anything you want to tackle that you haven't yet? I don't bake much just because I'm too impatient for it. It takes a very long time. (laughs) And I don't love measuring. And I don't want to do the thing where I measure something incorrectly and it just literally the entire thing falls apart. I don't work with yeast that much. Um... For similar reasons, yeast is super tricky, and I don't want something to collapse on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's just something I haven't worked with a bunch. How did you start cooking? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I know how I did, if you need to think back, if you need to go into Wayback Machine. No, I think it was just, um, like, by necessity. I think... Um, God, I want to say I want to say college, but I think that's wrong. Like I definitely cooked before that. I think I would sort of assist my mom. My I know I've mentioned before, but my brother was more of the chef in the family, um, so he did more of like the learning. Um, 
I think I made a few things and I knew my favorite recipes, but I don't think it was a huge effort until I started living on my own. Like even in college, I would still go to the dining halls and get meal plans, um, into sophomore year or some not I won't not junior year but I sort of relied on that but once it was sort of junior year um I cooked more senior year and then really when I graduated college and I was like okay shit I can't be going to eat out all the time because that is well that's still where a majority of my money goes nowadays (laughs) but um it's just not necessarily cost effective although I do love going out to eat but I definitely like being home, I've eaten out a lot less. Um, although I did have Popeyes for the first time last week, and I gotta tell you, that was really good. I don't know what I've been missing. Like, I was impressed. <laughs> Maybe I just haven't had junk food in a while, and I was like, I need it. <laughs> yeah, not. I wouldn't say there was like any one big moment where I was like, I'm inspired to cook. It was sort of like, oh yeah, shit, like I need to feed myself here we go (laughs) sort of thing yeah what about you that's how it was for me so my sister used to cook for me a lot like when my parents were like busy maybe we were home by ourselves all day uh my sister would cook for me she's a pretty decent cook she doesn't post it as much on her instagram story but like she sends it to our family group text and she makes pretty good stuff but when she went to college i was 13 years old And one day I was home and my parents were gone and I was hungry and I like called them and I was like, I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, and I was like, can you bring back some food? They're like, there's food in the fridge. And I was like, but, but it's not done. They're like, well, cook it. (laughs) Um, And then that's how I started cooking. Um, just because my parents are like, if you're, you're not just going to sit at home hungry. Like if there is food in the kitchen, then make it. So that's how I started. And like, I never, I was good at breakfast because what would happen is because I was a teenager, whenever my parents were gone, I'd wake up at like 11 o'clock, 12 (laughs) o'clock and I'd still want breakfast, but it was pretty much lunchtime. So I had to make a huge breakfast for myself, which is why I'm really good at making breakfast food um and then by the time they got home uh it was time for dinner so that's how i learned to cook breakfast and then everything else just kind of fell in line because all cooking is kind of the same yeah once you can cook like three things you can know how to make most things i think where i get tripped up a lot of the time is like i don't know like i'll watch cooking shows and they'll talk about technique and I just don't know a lot of the technique. Like, what's the best way to hold a knife? So I probably should enroll in, like, a cooking basics class. That actually probably helped me a lot. So maybe when all this is over, uh, that'll be where my stimulus check goes to. (laughs) And investing in good knives. Yeah, I do have good knives. I did ask for a knife set one year for Christmas. But uh, my roommate after college always made, like, like, pretty good food like she was cooked she cooked a lot more than i did um but yeah i don't know i i think it's just i'll probably never be good at cooking but if i can cook food that i like i think that's okay for me like i'm not i don't really host dinner parties and if i did like i would you know try to make something good and but if if i can like like for me food is more of like This sounds kind of sad, I guess, but food is more of a necessity for me rather than 
total enjoyment. Like I'm not mm-hmm. a restaurant critic. I don't, you know, seek out, you know, crazy fancy dishes. It's more like, okay, I'm fed. Let's go do the next thing. Like that's what food is for me. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that'll change. I mean, to transition into like our relationships with food, like one, I am a black American. Two, I am from the South. And you don't say, never knew that. Food culture <laughs> down here is like a huge thing. Like, we are proud of our foods. There is, like, I don't know, there's like entire things dedicated to Southern food. And, there definitely is. And yeah. like bl- black food, soul food, like, it's, it's a thing. So, there's a really intimate connection between it. Well, I feel a very intimate connection with food. I do feel like. When I do travel, um, I do like to seek out different places to eat. Like when I was in Nashville, I had, you know, hot chicken. Actually, it was labeled mild. <laughs> but <laughs> everyone made fun of me for that. I was like, fuck y'all. It's like what I want to eat. Leave me alone. But it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, like everyone else is getting Nashville hot chicken and then I get the Nashville mild chicken. Yeah, it's a little funny. But I do try to eat somewhere that's maybe like, or like a local dish. Like when I go to Mexico, I try to eat fish. Um, when I, I don't know, when I go to Nashville, for example, I get the hot chicken or like something central. Like in, um, I, I regret not getting this, but when I was in Austin, I, we should have gotten crawfish and we didn't. Um, so I'll have to try that sometime. But Not a big crawfish fan. Never had them, so I don't know. Um, I bet I wouldn't. How do you feel about barbecue? <sighs> Fine. I think it's a little messy. It can be messy. It depends on what kind of barbecue you get. I think I prefer the sides of the barbecue rather than the actual meat. Um, Like mac and cheese, biscuits, just basically those. Some baked beans, coleslaw, that good yeah. stuff. Corn. I love corn. Corn on the cob. Yeah, I'm used to Carolina barbecue. Well, so, okay, let's break this down. Okay. Uh, Carolina barbecue, there are three styles. There is Eastern style, there is Western style, and there is South Carolina style. Oh, South wow. Carolina is trash. It's mustard-based. <laughs> I really don't like South Carolina. Uh, and then in North Carolina, there is Eastern base, which is a vinegar-based sauce that they cook in. And then Western base is a sweeter um, tomato-based sauce. Um and I like them both equally. They both have their different strengths. But like in North Carolina, it's a thing. Is like you like Eastern barbecue or Western barbecue. You have to like declare. Interesting. Do y'all have something like that in Minnesota? Where y'all eat like Gildefisk? Is that a thing? L- Ludafisk. I've never had Ludafisk. I would not. <laughs> Good call. One of my uh, old boyfriends, his family made something called Rumlagraut. And it was like Norwegian. And it was literally just like... Colby, it was not good. Like, it was just, but it, it was tasty, but it was just, no, it wasn't even, all right, <sighs> shit, I don't remember what was in it, but it was like this weird ass Norwegian dish that was just plain white. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostly, as I like to call it, when the food is like. Uh, yeah, I can't even find, I, I typed what I, th- I think how it's spelled on Google and nothing comes up. So I don't know what was in it, but if you know, let me know, but it was super gross. But what we do have in Minnesota is the state fair. And I think that's probably, 
I, it, it's a cultural food event, but not necessarily that it's good food. It's just weird food. Like there's fried food on a stick. There's fried pickles. Um, I'm particular to the uh, Sweet Martha's cookies. Uh, there's cheese curds. That's wild that some people have never had cheese curds because those are like a thing. That's a huge Midwest thing, though. That's that's really funny to me because I think I honestly think everyone would like cheese curds, but they're pretty good. I think the concept of like frying cheese is probably weird, but God, I'm not like the. I kind of just always get the same thing at the state fair, but there's fried alligator. There is BBQ. Y'all got gators uh, down there? Up there? No. It up there um no i don't know it's just a stand at the state <laughs> it's been there forever bayou bobs for, uh fried gator i think like that sort of and that's at the end of the summer that's where you get to like try the wacky things like everything on a stick like twinkie deep fried twinkies on a stick um you know there was like mini waffles on a stick which i didn't get to try which i was bummed about so that's like our f- it's one of our food cultural things. I think if you go further north, um, you get stuff, you, you get more into the hot dish territory, like grandma's making hot dish for everyone. Um, more of like the Norwegian cooking that like family secrets passed down. Um, I think that's, those are sort of like our food cultures. I wouldn't say that we have like a pretty good beer scene, but I wouldn't say we're known for anything besides the state fair and like hot dish i feel like one it is wild to me that your state fair is in august like i can't i can't wrap my head around your state fair being in august i know we've talked about this tonight (laughs) not tonight but i'm trying to think or i'm also trying to picture what like a minnesota state fair looks like because the thing about state fairs at least here like the state fair is like very like agricultural and country and i know that like country is not specifically southern but when i think country i think southern and i know y'all got some country people up there and i just want to see what minnesota country looks like because i am sure it is out in full force at the um state fair well i'll tell you that we do have animal showings at the state fair and it's typical to uh, if you're showing an animal, you wear a vest or an item of clothing made out of their fur. So that's about what we do. Use the whole animal. <laughs> Practical. My mom was in 4-H, which is sort of like agriculture. Like we do have a lot of farms, um, but it's really not like a New York food scene. I wouldn't say we we do have a pretty big Hmong population, so there is... Um, and a pretty big Latinx population. Um, and there's like a bunch of Mexican food on one side of town. There's like a Hmong market. So I think there is different types of food if you want it. But most people are like, okay, like cheese pizza. Yep. Um, or a surly beer. Yep. That's it. That's what we want. But you just got to know where to look. There's definitely options for everyone, I think. So my favorite restaurant here, well, that's hard because like most of them are pizza places. <laughs> um, but I will say we do have like two really distinctly good chicken places. One is uh, Cajun chicken and one is fried chicken. And I have not had a bad meal anytime I've been there. So I do really like those. I'm kind of bad at exploring um, the other types of food, like 
people have asked me, they're like, oh, do you want to go for like pho or something? I was like, um, no, I'm good. Just because I didn't think I'd like it, which there's no proof. So yeah, I should probably get out there and try something. I'm the exact same way. Also, much love to my country people. I'm not making fun of y'all. I love my country. I am country adjacent. <laughs> so, Country adjacent. What does that mean? Country- oh, um, I don't know. I have family that's country. Um, in a small little town in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian. That's how you say it. Isn't it Appalachian? It's not Appalachian. It's We've Appalachian. Talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the things that really bothers me. It is not Appalachian. It's Appalachian. Huh. You didn't know that. Like Appalachian State University. Like one time I was watching ESPN. They're like, Appalachian State University. I was like, stop it. One time, actually, my friend um, who lives in Asheville, which is in the mountains, they were on like a band trip in Germany. With, like, a bunch of other Americans from other parts of the country. And they're playing Appalachian Spring by Aaron Copeland. Oh, yeah. And the band director, one, I love Appalachian Spring. Two, the band director was like, all right, we're going to play Appalachian Spring. (laughs) And, like, all the kids from Asheville were like, well, actually, (laughs) it is Appalachian. Um, And they're like, and then, like, all the kids who think they thought they were smarter than the kids from Asheville because... You know, Southern stereotypes, a bunch of dumb people in the South. Um, they're like, uh, actually, it's Appalachian. They're like, uh, actually, we live there. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Pivoting from that, I wanted to touch on something that has been on my mind lately, um, especially with, you know, quarantine, is that a lot of people are worried that they are going to gain weight during this time because, you know, they're not exercising. Maybe they're stressed. And that's something that has bothered me. It's bothered me for a long time, not just now, but now's a good time to talk about it, I think. Uh, I have a lot of friends, a a couple of friends who are pretty into their body image, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I am all for wanting to be healthy and wanting to be fit. But I do have a problem when stuff like body weight comes into every conversation or it's like it takes the form of a punishment so like oh i can't have pizza tonight you know i ate badly today well okay like i I get the principle of that but i also don't think one pizza is gonna kill you I i think that's where i struggle a lot the most and yeah you're probably maybe gonna gain weight this quarantine like it's very hard to keep you know a current schedule especially i you know, I'm upset about it. I had a really good schedule where I was going to the gym and eating better. I definitely have lost that a little bit. And I, you know, I've been drinking more. So I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to gain weight. I'm not super thrilled about it, but I'm also more grateful to be healthy and like safe rather than worrying about gaining five pounds, I guess. So that's sort of like, the mentality that I've been seeing a lot of times, like, oh, it's the worst thing in the world if you gain weight. No, it's not. And I think um, a lot of body positive people I follow on Instagram are like, yo, like saying that you're going to gain weight is pretty disrespectful to your, you know, your fat friends. And, and I I say that like they self-identify as fat people. It's not like me calling them fat. Um, I just want to make that clear. I'm not like, yeah, you're fat, but... Everyone go into Martha's Twitter. Cancel Martha. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird. There's a light just blinking. But... Yeah, they're coming for you. 
<laughs> Shit. Body Posse Twitter is here. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm very body positive and I, I, I'm not the skinniest person. So hopefully you know what I meant. But if you didn't, I apologize. So it, it's pretty disrespectful to people who you know, think about this on a daily basis, not just quarantine, that they're sort of, it feels like to me, maybe they're eliminating, um, I don't know the best way to phrase this, but they're eliminating a lot of voices that who were already talking about it and who, you know, this is their reality day to day. Like they struggle with body image. They struggle with staying healthy because it's hard rather than people who are like, oh no, like I'm having an extra glass of wine tonight. I can't take the calories. When in reality, they're extremely healthy. So that's something that's been on mind lately, and on my mind lately in relation to food, because I do struggle with that a lot. Like I, I know I could eat healthier. Um, a lot of the times, like food is pretty comforting for me, so I'll choose to have a snack instead of, uh, like I'll choose to have a cheese dip rather than I don't know fucking carrot sticks or something. Because I hate carrots. I'll be honest. Oh, carrots are trash. They're Ugh, so they're trash. So bad. <laughs> Back to diet culture and uh, and uh, body stuff. I I one of our friends, um, Allison Masso, she was on the podcast when it was shit you need to know and just me. And I listened to that, you know, episode a bit because I think that what she has to say is really good. And I've actually texted her before when I was like really overwhelmed with a friend that was like always discussing how she needed to lose weight. And she was like, probably 40 pounds thinner than I am. I was like, do you really need to lose weight? Cause I think you look pretty good, but I think it's hard when people don't, I don't want to be like, this is an attack on me, like saying you need to lose weight. Cause it's, it's not an attack. It's just not very, very mindful, I think. But I do recognize that everyone struggles with body issues, whether, you know, you're hundred pounds or 300 pounds. So unfortunately that's just the way it is. But I think we maybe need to be a little bit more grateful and thankful for what we, you know, like that we're healthy and safe rather than gaining 10 pounds. So I don't know, Colby, what is it like on your perspective, like as a man, because I think also like being a woman, I'm maybe a little more susceptible to body pressure. So maybe you're not, I don't know. Talk to me. (laughs) I mean, maybe more susceptible, but it's also like something I think about and have been thinking about in relation to the quarantine. Like, I have been looking at my exercise bike that we bought sitting right here. And, like, <laughs> I don't know, reminding myself, like, it's okay if I don't ride the exercise bike some days. Because, like, I don't know. Like, my, I could probably have a healthier body image for myself. And it's going to be hard to stay disciplined on that kind of regimen when literally every day feels the same. Yeah. Like, that is not easy is not going to be easy for anybody so it's okay but still like something i want to do i don't know it's a because i'm a man it's not something that i think about all the time but it is like a pressure to like i don't know have my t-shirts look better on me (laughs) you know like it's right yeah i think it's something that everyone thinks about whether or not you're consciously thinking about it but I say I want my t-shirts to look better on me as I literally spill water all over the (laughs) t-shirt that I'm wearing. That's like me every night, though, so I don't even feel bad. (laughs) Every time I'm sure we record, I'm just like, spill. But I think um, 
Like, I definitely, you know, my pants are going to fit a little bit differently when we're all out of this because I've not been wearing jeans. But I think it's it's a good reminder to, like, and this is just in general, when we're going through a period of, like, really intense life stuff like this, things are going to be different. But you can also always work to get back on track. It's never like, oh, you know, I'm I haven't gone to the gym, gym in ten days. I'm just never gonna go again. It's like okay, like I haven't really worked out during this quarantine. But once the gym opens back up, I can make it a goal. So that's my little spiel on body image. Um, and also, your track is for you. It is your track. No one else has to decide that for you. Exactly. And also, you're beautiful the way you are. So. We love you just the way you are, from Martha and Colby to you. All right, that about wraps it up for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Find us online at www.marthaandcolby or on Twitter and Instagram at Martha and Colby. Stephen Boyd and DJ Empirical for all things sound. Thanks to Jordan from Dreamful Podcast for the artwork. Shout out to Irene, even though you don't listen to this podcast. Don't forget to rate us five stars and subscribe on Apple Podcast, and we'll talk soon. hate carrots i'll be honest oh carrots are trash they're Ugh, so they're trash so bad I hate, I hate you know what i hate are like roasted carrots i think they're like soft cooked carrots disgusting raw carrots are okay i can't stand any carrot i have tried carrot cake oh wow i've tried raw carrots i've tried stewed carrots i've tried roasted carrots i i do not they taste bad like, it's not one of the ones where it's like, oh, you haven't tried it yet. It's like, no, I've tried it, and they are, it's a trash food. Agreed.